Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and a week in sports car special. This being a delightful conversation between my Week in Sports Cars co-host Graham Goodwin and many fine folks at Hertz Team Yota, Jota, confirmed today their Porsche 963 program sponsored by Hertz. Tom Brady, he and I being born in the same town of San Mateo, California. Uh, Tom Brady being involved. Graham was at the launch, at the unveiling connects with a lot of great people here in this very special episode. David Clark, Sam Hignett, Will Stevens, Tomoko Takahashi, technical director for uh, Hertz Team Jota. So just a great conversation here from our man, Goodwin. All brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and torontomotorsports.com. Let's get going with their conversation. Well, welcome to, well, you'll hear audibly a bit of a different uh, week in sports cars, the second of this week, and joining you, not from GGHQ uh, or a press room from around the world, but actually a rather special car showroom in South South London, rather, Um, there's a very special car just sitting on the balcony just below us, and you'll understand what it is when I introduce the four guests who I'm going to ask to introduce themselves. Uh, because we're here for the reveal of what I think I can accurately predict is going to be the fan favourite livery in the FI World Endurance Championship for 2023 and probably for many years beyond that. So we'll start, I think, with an introduction um, to the man to my right. Uh, introduce yourself, David, and, and, and congratulations because I know that a lot of the hard work that's gone into this Hertz Team Jota car is down to you. Uh, I don't think any more than any the rest of the team, but uh, anyway, I'm David Clark, I'm Sam's partner at Jota, and uh, I'm very excited about the future. And that, that uh, neatly introduces the man sitting opposite me, and, and uh, another face we've got to be familiar with, unfortunately, um, <laughs> from, uh, from Jota, and Sam. I'm Sam Hignett, the other half of Jota. Yep. Now... Big Dog is next. Uh, this is the man who's got, I think, the toughest job of the lot. That is, uh, <laughs> uh, that is unpicking the lexicon that is um, these complex new cars. And you are Big Dog, and you are. Uh, my name is Tomoki Takahashi. I'm the tech director at Jota. Henceforth, will be referred to either as Taco or Big Dog, <laughs> and was dubbed, I gather, Big Dog by the final man to my immediate left, and that's one of the three lucky men that will be driving this monster when we finally get to hit, uh, see it hit the tracks. And you are? I'm Will Stevens, and I'm a driver for Hertz Team Jota. It's almost like sounds like a confession tape, doesn't it? Really. <laughs> but uh, let's go for it. Let's start with you, David. Yep. This is. A very different looking car in that there is white on it, there's a little bit of red on it, and a tiny bit of black, but there's other colours too. That is an amazing livery uh, downstairs right now with Hertz, with Singer, and with Tom Brady yeah. announced today as yeah. a, you know, a, He's a partner in the team. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the process of bringing together what I think is probably the most extraordinary trio I've ever seen on any race car. It started with a, just a small seed we sowed, really, with uh, Tom Wagner, who you'll probably hear a lot more of. Um, and, you know, he's got a large private equity company. And uh, like a lot of, I think Sam and I looked at, you know, where a lot of finance is coming from in sport, and it's coming from America. So we sort of targeted that area um, and uh, just sowed a small seed with Tom, really, which... Uh, 
fortuitously grew very quickly. Um, it had had its hurdles going along the way, but um, you know we've got there in the end. And I, I, I think I think for Jota, it's just uh, an amazing thing in many ways. And uh, um, you know, Sam has sort of been the one that sort of gets the drivers, gets the money from the drivers, and. Uh, He's had to do that one more time this year with the LMP2 car, but um, I think for not just for Sam, but for me, for Taka, for, for everybody at Jota, you know, they're going to have probably the first totally professional uh, driver lineup. Um, no excuses from anybody, and um, you know, for us, it's uh, it's not the next step; it's a leap, to be honest with you, and it's something you know. I think. When you're involved in anything, whether a class structures or leagues, uh, you know you want to be in the first division. You want to be in, so it's always been our dream. So um, you know we've made that come true, which is fantastic. Three times Le Mans class winners, Jota, mm. under a couple of different guises. Class winners as well, if I remember right, at Spa 24 Hours uh, back in the day as well. But this is a big leap, and boy oh boy, is that fish bond packed with big fat koi um, you've got a lot of factory teams that you've got to go hunting with this yeah I think the thing I'm really looking forward to is for Jota from the guys and girls in the farmyard in Kent uh, go and beat the big OEMs I mean you know I think the David and Goliath thing appeals to everybody globally doesn't it I mean it's a global story so you know when we do it which we will you know that's going to be I think we've had a lot of big moments in our history, but I think that will be an enormous moment because, you know, it's a fantastic team to be around. You know, all the journalists, everyone comes for a cup of coffee. That's never going to change. That will be the same. With well, that's odd because that was the bit I was going to segue to. Not that I want a cup of coffee. I don't, because mm. uh, your coffee's excellent. But mm. The best. We, we, <laughs> we, we do know one thing, and it's fabulous that we've got this really deep pool of factory teams coming. But we know when that happens, other things happen as well. Doors start to close. But that's not what this is about. These are consumer-facing brands. Yeah. These are brands that want eyes on that. Mm. It's not going to change this team, is it? it, it in that it, way. Intrinsically, like that, in that way, it won't change it. Uh, it. You know, I think, to be fair, especially for Sam and I, I think it's quite a learning curve. Uh, dealing, you know, with a global uh, company, um, with these brands, um, but yeah, it's fantastic. I, I think for us, it's a privilege to have a car, you know, with very few sponsors on it, and I think it looks fantastic. It doesn't look like a Christmas tree, um, so it's it's a real privilege, that, to be honest. Can we switch to Sam in just a moment to talk mm. about this season? But I want to ask you about the vision moving forward. It's been made reasonably clear in the past. It doesn't stop here, does it? No. So what, what, what can we expect to see? First and foremost, we'll talk to some about when we'll see the real car. There's a show car here. Yeah. Um, but what are we going to see through into the end of this season and into next season? Are we looking at this becoming an all-hypercar team and a two-hypercar team? Oh, definitely. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, we're running the LMP2 car to hopefully secure two entries for next year. Um, so that's our intention, 24-25, the two-car hypercar team. And I think, you know, I think, you know, LMP2 obviously is an enormous part of Jota's history. 
but this hopefully will be a more successful and bigger part of our history and uh, we move on. Listen, when you win, all you want to do is win again, so uh, you know you have to move all the time. Let's talk to Sam about yeah. the start this season because it, it you know because of the the vagaries of the supply chain and everything. This this new class has happened very quickly and it's happened under very challenging circumstances. That means we're not going to see we are going to see these colours, but we're not going to see this car at Sebring or at Portimao. Am I correct? So what's the plan to roll out? Sam? Correct. So the first race for the Hertz team, Joe to Porsche, will be at Spa. Uh, and then, as we all know, the race after that is Le Mans. So we've got guys in Vysak now building the car. Uh, we've got engineers in Vysak now learning about the car. And come Spa, we will have the car and we will go racing. We're not going to have an opportunity, as I think it's well documented, really to test beforehand. But I've been saying to everybody downstairs, you know, we're a race team. We're not a test team, so we need to get out there and we need to race. We'll talk to Will in a moment about what you can do the systems available. The other point occurs here, which is... One of the great things about this uh, this new class is, number one, it allows programmes like this to happen. It is a truly converged class. But it also gives you other options about where you could race this car. What can you tell us about what might be plans beyond, I don't want to say beyond just the World Endurance Championship, it's a World Championship. Are there plans with the brands that you've got in that car to take it to big races elsewhere? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the... Hertz is based in Florida, Daytona is a very big race in the American market so that's clearly on our radar. It's not finalised yet that we would do it but definitely something we're looking at as well as some other races in America but at the moment we're first and foremost a WEC team and that's how we'll remain. Okay. Um, what about the, uh, the, let's have a quick chat about the LMP2 effort, fabulous season last year, absolutely stellar stuff. Um, LMP2 does give uh, uh, a team like Jota the opportunity to show what they can add to what's been a pretty spec class yeah and you did that this uh, last year rather and you did it with a plum yeah absolutely and and you know I think that's why we believe we've earned our pedigree to be able to go and compete in the hypercar class we've been the mainstay of LMP2 now for six seven seasons we've had a lot of success as you say three Le Mans wins in the class during that time and I think it's, it, you know, it's difficult to say without sounding arrogant but I think we have nearly always been, particularly in the last three years, the team versus A and other team. So it's been Jota versus United, Jota versus WRT and Jota versus Prenner and in the, that sentence the consistency is Jota and that's the value we bring up to the hypercar programme. Yeah and still so two, two Oricas at uh, Sebring two Oricas at Portimao and yep. then the single car to the end of this season. And Correct. then is that programme done? If we move up to a two-car, hypercar team, then yes, that yep. will be the end of LMP2 and its current guys for us because we, we need to focus all of our attentions on the hypercar programme now. Yep. It's, it's such a big thing for the business, for the team. It needs to take all of our resource. So, as you know, we've stopped the GT programme in order to concentrate on this. And yeah, if we were lucky enough to get to the two-car hypercar program in 24, that's all we would focus on. Which brings us to the next gentleman in the row and the technical challenge of that switch, of that, that graduated switch, if you like. And I'll talk to you talk about this. First and foremost, though, congratulations on what you and the guys achieved in WET last year in what was a stellar P2 class. And yeah. It's another big P2 class this year. We'll put that to one side because there'll be other days. Tell me a little bit about... from, from yeah, we know that technical guys, engineering-led guys, 
you're wired a bit different. You just are. Tell me about what you're looking forward to in this new era. Can you wait to get your hands on this thing? No, definitely not. The 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 differences I think in, in between the two classes are obviously the electrification and, and the hybrid side of things. And there's much like the start of Formula E or when Formula One started going to hybrid. There's there's so many avenues where the team can make a significant difference in performance, and it will be. I think quite obvious on track as to who's done the best job uh, in terms of tuning the car. The outside of wings and roll bars and ride height, there's now a whole different avenue to explore, which at the moment we believe is the low-hanging fruit. So taking advantage of that and making sure that we're on top of it when, when we get the car is our priority. You've got, you've got that kind of quiet tone of someone who's kind of comfortable in his own world at the moment, but it must be actually really exciting yes yeah yeah for sure and and uh, it does feel like i think it's been mentioned too many times but the you know the golden era of sports car racing is is back and to be a part of that in the top class is is a privilege so i think for us to make sure that we're taking advantage of it as opposed to just watching it sell past is really important let's just switch back quickly to david guys remember in the early days of uh, talking about this program you, you talked about the freedom that you have as a privately owned team compared to a factory team you've not got some of that luggage if you like that comes with a big factory program you've got the opportunity to be a bit more nimble yeah, I think it's, it's the old speedboat oil tanker thing I go on about. I mean, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're a speedboat and that's the way we'll stay. We can, you know, we can make a decision quickly, change direction. We don't need a board meeting. We don't need to ask anybody. And I think that's one of the secrets of our team. I think, you know, the, the real secret of our team is the people. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, we're fortunate or we're lucky, we're good at what, at choosing the people around us. And that's just not the people in Jota. When you meet Tom Wagner, I mean, he's one of us. Um, and all the people around him, I mean, you know, we're going to be a very popular team in the paddock with these guys around us because, yeah, you like being with them. But, um, yeah, absolutely, we've got no luggage at all. So. Final question for Sam before we switch to our last guest here, and that is driver selection. Again, another part of the conversation with David was we've got the luxury to pick who we want. We can go for a full professional crew and pick the names we want. How difficult a process was that? I'm sure there were no shortage of, I'm sure if you look to your text message uh, history, there's some very interesting names on there, but how tough was that? It, we put a bit of science behind it, and luckily for us, some of our favourites came up in the science and the science was simple we took the top five drivers from LMP2 at Le Mans over the last three years condensed it down to the five that came out in the top there and all three of our drivers feature in that five wow so and one of them is no longer in sports cars and one of them won't be driving this year so we have got three of the top five drivers in the LMP2 class at Le Mans on average over the last three years in our car this year and so it was a pretty simple exercise, really. And as I say, luckily, Will and Antonio were just in great the top team. five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> barely. <laughs> so switching to the number five drop. No. <laughs> so Will, we, we talked a little earlier, um, just before the wraps are taken off the car. This is a bit special. I mean, for for someone like yourself, when we've watched your career post uh, Formula One blossom again, 
um, you find that smile. And that's something that does take a while when, when that, that big thing of Formula One has got away. But you seem like a man very comfortable with what his uh, choices are and what his options are moving forward now. Yeah, I think for sure, you know, as a driver, we all want to participate in the highest levels of, of motorsport. And, you know, we've all been through different disciplines within it. Um, you know, my goal for some time now is to be... Um, obviously in the, in the top category of the endurance racing world um, and to obviously do that with um, with Joe is something that was always my target and I think you know my first race and Le Mans was actually with Joe in 2016 um, and the success and the uh, journey and growth that I've seen within the team I think you know where it's going again in the next few years I think is fitting for all the, the work that's gone into it and to be a part of that um, is a pleasure for me and something that I'm so excited to get going and to do it with um, all the partners involved and I think it's a, a package that I really believe in um, and something that I wanted to be a part of from the start. You're involved of course in a friendship kind of basis with Drivers from all over the world and all over motorsport. What is the what is the kind of pattern at the moment about this sports car scene? Are people outside of sports cars as excited by it as we are? Yeah, it's actually quite interesting how interested people actually are from you know different disciplines within motorsport, and I, I actually get a lot of questions about um, you know the new class that's coming in and the regulations and how the cars work and and all these kind of things. So you know, I think the eyes of the world are a lot more on motorsport now and I think that's true in, in lots of different disciplines. You can see the growth of Formula One with what they're doing over there and I think the world that we're going into within the sports car endurance world I think is no different. So there's a general theme that um, everything's becoming much more popular and I think the opportunity that this presents to the endurance racing world is one that you know, everybody involved within it needs to take and, and help to um, shout as loud as they can about it. Final question to you before I just offer something out to the guys as a finale for this one is, this does something else that's very important, which is it offers, after a time when we've seen a sport that seems to kind of punish success with driver grading, all of a sudden it's blossomed into something where there are really big opportunities for top quality professional drivers and particularly top quality professional drivers that have choices yeah exactly I think if you actually look at the you know the WEC grid and also IMSA the amount of top level professional drives is the highest it's ever been and I think for you know for drivers it's um, extremely encouraging to see how many you know opportunities there is to actually generally call it you know your career and that you're it's, it's your profession that you're doing and I think you know that's you know even for the young guys coming through it gives them a proper opportunity to actually try and target those top seats and you know I'm obviously one of the lucky ones to be involved within that um, and it's a place that I've worked hard to try and get to and I want it's a place that I want to try and stay at the top you know for as many years as I, as I can. To finish, I'm going to relay this one to both David and to, to Sam, which is that's, that car down there is groundbreaking in two ways in this new era. The first is it looks stunning. And I think people want to see what they can do to match the impact of that. But the other thing is you're the first high-profile privateer in a brand new and very deep class that's only getting deeper. 
do you think this has been going to be a game changer with teams out there looking to replicate what you guys have done to this point? And more to the point, how tough a process is that to achieve that? Uh, first point, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so because I, I think this is this is what golden eras are all about. Is you know, I mean, OEMs they come and they go, but the the real ethos of endurance racing is, is privateers and that's always been not just at Le Mans but in everything is that privateers so so I hope other teams you know come into it I really do good stuff um, um, Sam will answer me you're going to say well, I can't remember what the other part of the question was oh there you go how tough's the challenge <laughs> well how <laughs> tough I mean you know we've, we've seen already a lot of the names that are coming in Ferrari are coming in with AF Corsa great brand great team Penske with Porsche, Cadillac, and Chip Ganassi Racing. It's like a royal family of motorsport. It is, I mean, astounding what's being built here. Um, you've got to be up for this, Sam. Yeah, we're, absolutely. We're up for it and we're ready for the fight. And I think, you know, going on what David said, it's it's creating the platform for the brands. WEC are now creating, with all the great brands, Ferrari, Porsche, Penske, A, of course, Lamborghini, whoever it might be, all these great brands attract other great brands so it is up to the other private teams to get out there get the job done get more commercial partners involved and come hypercar racing well you've done attracted four of them you've attracted porsche into a privateer program with this hertz which is a huge name globally and that is hertz racing gold about which we'll be hearing a lot more from two singer and their fabulous what do we call them? Re, um, reimagined Porsches, Porsches. Yeah, which um, is their imagination. Yeah. We need to also thank Rob Dickinson, yeah. who's the creative and part owner. Who's done? The, who's Singer, actually done the, uh, the livery? Who, who did the uh, Who did the livery? And um, it's amazing. And I think it's quite unusual. I think to design a racing car of beauty rather than a racing car with an enormous impact with colours and everything, which is, I suppose, what you normally tend to go for because you feel that has the most impact but seeing that I mean uh, for me I think that will be the most special car on the grid this year. It's going to be a very popular model when that's Mm. released I can tell Mm. you that. Uh, I'm not going to apologise by the way for the the various dings that are coming in around us for this. What that is is we've just revealed the car here, the embargo has just been lifted and uh, a variety of the guys around this table and the table next are now reaping the due rewards of the impact this car is having on the internet around the world. So we're not going to apologise for that. I am going to say thanks for the invitation. It's been fabulous to be here. Great work so far from you guys. No pressure, of course, for these two guys here on the technical and the driving front. We will see this car um, race for the first time at Spa. Uh, in April. Yep. April. Mm-hmm. Keep having to remind myself which one it is. Uh, but we'll see the colours at Sebring uh, as early as next week, mm-hmm. which is terrifying to think, mm-hmm. uh, on one of the teams to Oricus. For now, I'm going to say thanks to David Clark, to uh, Sam Hegnett, to Tackett, and to uh, to Will Stevens. Uh, this has been the Week in Sports Cars. We say thank you as always to our sponsors, Cooper Tyres, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. We will be back with Marshall Pruitt at Sebring next week.